sides of the story Two sides of the story Two sides of the story With Tom and Sean Welcome to Two Sides of the Story. That's Tom Sides. And that's Sean Sides. How you doing, Thomas? I'm doing all right, man. I'm a little bit on the hungover side today. I uh, went out with a buddy of mine last night. We went to dinner and then we met up with some friends for drinks. And then on the way home, we decided to stop at this like dive bar that's kind of like legendary in the West Island. And uh, we're yeah. stopping in for one. And I bumped into like a whole bunch of people I went to high school with. So it was just like a big like all reunion and all that stuff. And then we started drinking and dancing. Nice. It was fuck, it was a time and a half. <laughs> and then that's like, awesome. Yeah. So I got home at like 2 30, 3 30 in the morning. And then uh I have family in town for uh my grandfather's birthday it was uh this past Friday. Uh he turned 87. Nice. So my happy aunt happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, harpoon. Um <laughs> So my aunt from Saskatchewan came into town. She's staying at the house. My aunt from New Brunswick came into town. She's staying at the house. And there's only a finite amount of beds. So I've been having to sleep on the couch. And it has been brutal. But hey. Yeah, that's tough. You know, the things you got to do for family. So it's been it's been a time. But, you know, uh, my grandfather, you know, had... Uh, a great time we surprised them one by one we didn't want to do a flat out surprise party because he's 87 yeah. and they're you give him fair. a heart attack and kill him that's a terrible way to celebrate 87 years <laughs> of life <laughs> so like my uncle came out first and then they talked and my cousin came out and then uh then my one of my aunts brought a bottle of wine the other one brought out the glass of wine and and then like he was just like slowly surprised you're here you're here you're here it was good and and then uh my mom and i cooked up a feast so uh that's beautiful i grilled up like 13 steaks and fed like 11 people and then my mom made these like double stuff uh potatoes i grilled up some shrimp and then oh it was just a feast a feast to be had yummy yeah yeah it was a sounds like it was this all at your place you were doing this yeah it was all here all here so sweet it was nice to have everyone down and to see how happy my grandfather was he was just having a good time there's nothing cuter than an old man who's just happy you know what i mean i love old people when like i don't know it's just fun fun Mm -hmm. to see that and be able to make their day like that right yeah and like my aunt came in the night before my aunt from Regina came in from the night before. So the that Thursday night, I had played softball. I hadn't played softball in a few years, but they called me up to spare. And I had a decent game. I was like three for four uh, at bat. And I had a couple catches. Nice. And like I was playing against my buddy Marty. He hits a line drive to me. I go to try and dive for the catch. I miss it. I ended up like landing on the ground and then going like fist first into my like my body. <laughs> and like I have like bruised ribs right now, and it's just brutal. You're not in your twenties anymore, Thomas. Uh, yeah, that's fucking clear to me, buddy. Uh, you slept the you slept through the pandemic and went from being in your twenties to in your thirties, and now you're getting back out there in life. You got to be careful now, man. Yeah, you got to be careful. 
Uh, and I wasn't wearing, I didn't have cleats because I left those behind. So I'm playing in like old running shoes and there's wet grass and I'm going to go running for the ball and I slip on the grass and slip. You can audibly hear me go, oh no. And, but then like I'm on my knees to see the ball come. I get my glove up and I make the catch for the out. So it was dope. I Is had, it safe to say that there's no video of this moment either? No, but I have witnesses. I'm just fucking with you. I'm throwing back to the chip there from last yeah, week. <laughs> I, I know. Just making sure. Just making sure. Yeah. That's fun, though. Was it fun being out playing baseball with your buds? Oh, yeah, man. It was a great time. I fucking love doing that stuff. And, you know, it's like a nice, fun league they do in, here in Beaconsfield every Sunday. And, you know, if it wasn't for the family being down t- today, I would be uh, going out tonight, but I can't. So it's what it is. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, yeah. What's going on with you? How was your weekend? I know you were away. Yeah, it was good. Actually, we were out at the lake and uh, it was a good time. We went out Thursday night. I, yeah, Thursday night. Got out there, chilled out, hung out with family and stuff like that. And then Friday, we got up and spent like the majority of the day in the lake. I was really brave. I didn't put sunscreen on because it's so fucking smoky here. I was like, you brave. Hey. It was uh, to me, it's brave because <laughs> I'm fucking white, bro. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts like yeah. a bastard. You're rather pasty. But I got away with it. I got some color. My face is a little darker. It's like the darkest I get. And I'm proud of that little tint of red that's there. <laughs> I'm just happy you're happy. <laughs> and we got uh, shit slammed Friday night. I think I drank, I think a count was roughly eight different types of alcohol. Jesus. Yeah, shots. It, it was a shot night, and I was drink. I started out. I don't know why I did this, but I made a drink with two shots of whiskey, a tiny bit of cranberry juice, and then filled it up with grapefruit juice. Mm-hmm. And it was heinous, absolutely heinous. Well, and I don't know night. why I did that, but oh, it kind of oh. like set the tone for the night of nasty alcohol. I went back to Ryan Coke's after that, and then the shots just kept coming and coming and coming, and it wasn't like. 20% shots. They were all 40% shots, different types of rum, different types of tequila, different, well, fireball, all this, that, and the other. So I woke up Fuck, the next did you day. Survive it? I survived it. Yeah. We were up till 2 30 and 2 45. I was up. I think I crashed out. I left Crystal to party for a little longer because she was in full on let's fucking party mode. And the dogs were like howling from the other side of the fence because we went over to one of the neighbors. And I was like, Jesus Christ, I see double right now. I'm going to go shut the dogs up and not come back. <laughs> yeah, it'll do it, eh? Yeah. But no, it was a good time. Nice to get away. Um, I love summertime. It's nice when you have the opportunity to get out and do things, which hasn't been the norm. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, no, it was cool. It's crazy, like all the events now. It's it just been two weeks, and I went to like the night market at the River Cree I was telling you about. Went to the, the like Klondike days type thing, like lake parties, getting drunk, and oh man, yeah, gotta no, no, eat no, up no. the rest of summer while we can, right? No, exactly. Gotta make up for all the lost time, and like now that I've like bumped into all these old friends and stuff, now like my schedule starting to fill up because I'm pretty sure yeah. I'm getting the call to go back to work in Vancouver. Uh, any day now wow so, there's all like the the ac rumor rumor mill has been going nuts for like the past week so yeah i think i'm a mere few <laughs> weeks away from just having to go back to vancouver and then go from there crazy 
Yeah, man. It's uh, it's exciting. I mean, I'm not, you know, you know how I felt about Vancouver. I'm not too keen on it, but like, I want to get my job yeah. back and then I want to transfer and then like, we'll go from there and like let the adventure continue kind of thing. But for sure. But yeah, just the, the whole rigmarole, but it'd be nice to have my job back and see some, you know, places I haven't seen in a while. Should be good. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, like life's such an adventure. You never really know what's going to happen when, like I've noticed with talking to you and getting to know you a little better, you, you like to travel and move around and like see different sites and experience different things. You yeah, I'm a I mean? bit of a nomad that way. Yeah, I wouldn't say a nomad. I would say a mini mad. <laughs> a new word I just came up with. Well, you see, but like the thing is, is like I'm always like curious about places, right? And I want to see it and experience it as a local would, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you get more of a feel for it, right? Yeah, it's not you don't get it on a visit, you get it on like spend some time there, get to know some people, like indulge for in sure. how they do things over there. So you know, when Observe. I go back to, yeah, when I go back to Vancouver, I'm gonna, you know, make the best of it. Like I'm gonna go hiking again, I'm gonna go do hang out by the water, I'm gonna go for you know, I'm gonna do some fun stuff. Like it's not just gonna be sit and wait for that transfer to come in. I'm gonna make the best of the scenario <laughs> that I'm in. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, that's the way you gotta do life. Just take it one day at a time and every day's a new adventure ultimately. Yeah, exactly. And plus, there's like, you know what, there's some mountains there that, you know, maybe I, you know, maybe I should challenge myself and do like some hikes and all that stuff. So go see some of the nice mountain views. And, you know, I might, uh, I might even take a break from drinking while I'm out there, just get my head right. Just, yeah. uh, you know, just take a little break, get back to neutral see and where then- you're at in life. Yeah, exactly. It's a perfect time for like reflection because like it's going to be that little in between period. I know that this was like an in between bar- period, but it's just like a pandemic. So all the rules yeah. go out the fucking window. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's important to have like moments like that in life to step back, even if they're small ones. Like, example, yesterday I was out on the water on a paddleboard and I went like pretty deep into the water and I was completely by myself and I just sat there for maybe five what seemed like maybe five, 10 minutes yeah. and just was alone with my thoughts, just letting the water kind of push me wherever the hell it wanted to. And it was really relaxing and eat, whether it's a short thing like that or a long thing, it's so nice to just kind of center yourself. However you do go about it. You know yeah. what I mean? I love doing that stuff. Like for me, it's always like, if I ever have like, like it's late at night and everyone's in bed, I'll like, I'll have like a drink and I'll put on some headphones and like put on some like music that I like and just kind of, wind down and just reflect on the week that's been had and all that stuff so for sure i find it funny like with having done all kinds of meditation when i was training in kung fu and stuff like that you people so many people don't realize what meditating is and focusing on one thing is meditating ultimately when you're meditating you're trying to think of nothing so if you're like putting music on and relaxing lying back like i 100 percent consider that a form of meditation you know Mm -hmm. what i mean yeah it's kind of a, a cool thing that dials our ourselves back a little bit where we just kind of take a deep breath and go <sighs> yeah and especially like like this week this week's been a weird week so i had the i had the second date with that girl i i met on like instagram there really good date. we yeah. had a nice dinner we had a nice chat and um like the conversation was never lacking we and then we drove around to um like all of our like where we grew up kind of stuff to hear our stories and yeah. then 
Um, we went to a bring your own wine restaurant. So we had a little bit of wine left. So we took that wine to a spot by the water and just kind of chilled. And like, you know, we had some moments and it was nice. And like, you know, like, I think that we were starting to like each other. And then like two days later, she calls me up and ends things because obviously, like, as I just told you before, I'm going back to Vancouver. She's in Ottawa. And like, yeah. I, I like I'm too much of an optimist when it comes to these things. So when like something good starts happening, I'm like, all right, well, like, how do we figure this out? But like, she was a bit of a realist. So she's just like, you're going back to Vancouver. I live in Ottawa. Like, yeah. what are we doing? Like, yeah. And you know what? I kind of respect that in the sense of just like, like, we're going to put ourselves through a hard time because we like each other right now. Like, it's not even like, I understand doing that for like love or something, but we like just met. So like, like, I'm yeah. clearly, like, I was very disappointed because like, like, I like this girl. I thought she was great, but also at the same time, I go fuck hats off to her for being like smart and responsible <laughs> about it. Right. So it's not, yeah, uh, it's tough in those situations. Like when something's very new and you're, you weren't expecting it life, you know, you have plans in life and obligations in life. And sometimes things don't work out in that way, but it is nice. Like that you can yeah. be, you know, big enough to look at it and from a practical standpoint afterwards and be like, well, you know, maybe yeah. it wasn't meant to be. Who knows what the future holds? You know, you never know where life's yeah. going to take you and well, how things work. I'll be out, honest but... with you. I hope our I hope our paths do cross again. Like I have, like, you know, maybe if I'm ever in Ottawa doing like whatever I'm doing, maybe I'll shoot our text. Be like, hey, let's go get some coffee, just catch up or something. But like, uh, as of yeah. right now, like, I honestly for sure. wish for all the best. Like, and like this whole thing was like a really nice boost to the old like confidence because i went you go a year and a half of like not like not dating and not even wanting to date and it's a pandemic and you can't even fathom the idea and then for like a brief moment someone wanted to spend time with you someone wanted to someone found you attractive someone like really enjoyed spending time like that kind of thing and it was just like you know it was like as brief as it was it was really nice to have that and just to take that going forward was like a nice little like all right man like this is things are gonna yeah, things are the things that are coming up on the horizon are going to be good. I think sometimes we forget like almost different types of funks we get into in, in life. We forget that everything's going to be OK and all we yeah. have to do is continue to be ourselves and the world will take care of us in different ways, you know? Yeah, that's exactly right. So, you know, and she's got like a new job opportunity which makes her schedule like super hectic in the future. Yeah. So like, you know what? Good luck to her. I wish her nothing but the best. So show yeah definitely definitely good to have those kind of outlooks on life one thing i didn't mention about the lake life that really sucks mm-hmm. i love fireworks yeah crystal loves fireworks pluto doesn't give a shit about fireworks cookie yeah. fucking terrified yeah you mentioned so every last night week. yeah every night dude from six o'clock at night until fucking two in the morning three in the morning she's just a fucking mess like a goddamn sketchy ass mess so i brought the dog lighting off fireworks all the time or what not us no but it's just everybody around like there's a campsite that kind of is adjacent to us and then all the other cabins there and every night someone's popping them off especially long weekend right so yeah that's goddamn annoying just wanted to say that one more time i love fireworks though i never tell people to stop fireworks but i need to figure out a way of like noise canceling headphones or well, have you seen know. this stuff there's like these doggy cbd treats that you can get so maybe if you gave like cookie like a little cbd would already calm calm cookie down and then that's possible 
I've, yeah. we've tried like different treats that aren't cbds we don't really know where to buy that like we went to a actually went into a pot shop and we're like hey like do you have any cbd for dogs and she was like legally we're not allowed to say that we have cbd for dogs because it's not really been put through the market through us yet however these things might be helpful and <laughs> it was kind of sketch yeah so i was well, like but, well yeah just because it's not like for dog but like it's things you can get like i saw it in vancouver a whole bunch like cbd yeah. for dogs and stuff you can get and i think it's like a, like a, if it helps calm the creature down when they're like in a high anxiety kind of scenario i'm sure yeah. it would do nothing but help so it's hard with like with humans you know i've always been able to talk people off the ledge just through like being calm and being a good listener and stuff like that if i see someone who's like having a really anxious moment i can usually kind of calm them down mm -hmm. but in a dog you're like i can't like you can't hear me you know what i mean you can't you don't understand what i'm trying to say you can hear that my voice is calm and all that jazz but it's just yeah. it's hard i don't like that you know what i mean i like to be able to make people feel better i guess yeah 100 percent um it, it, it's tricky when like once we get like universal translators the game is going to mm -hmm. change forever but until that time what can you do right <laughs> Yeah, you'll see a lot less people walking their dog. I don't think so. I think you'd see like a lot more people walking their dog and be like, hey, you want to go over here? I think you'll see a lot less leashes. I think you'll be like, hey, so yeah. like, here's the deal. If you want to be off this leash, you're going to have to like hang out and just be super chill. And they're like, All right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And when you see another dog, we can approach them, but you don't be a dick about it. All right. Like, yeah, but I feel like we just learned that our dogs are fucking liars. Be like, oh yeah, man, I'll be totally cool, man. No problem. Like, I'm not gonna have, have me. I'm not gonna chase after another dog. Yeah. Holy fuck, there's another dog! And then he takes off running. I could see that being a thing. And then like the other problem that I was thinking of was the dogs walking down the street. Like, my mom and dad had sex last night, and I watched. They didn't know the door was open. And like talking all kinds of terrible shit as they're walking down the street. Like, I hope that that wouldn't be the case, but I feel like dogs might not be the best secret keepers just oh, based yeah. on what i've witnessed i feel like they'd be excited <laughs> i feel like they'd be causing a lot of shit i don't know if it's a good idea if we include them in the universal translator overall well you can just turn it on and off as he's deemed fit i suppose <laughs> <laughs> yeah nobody knows more about you than your animals because they fucking watch you all the time no exactly. like you know what i wanted to go for a walk and this lazy piece of shit fucking laid on the couch for six hours and you know what he ate snacks and he didn't even fucking give me any snacks. He knew I wanted to go for a walk. Like, I could see it going down all kinds of fuck. Problems. You're describing my day today because uh, <laughs> like, today was a fucking write off for me and I'm still fucking sore. And uh, all I did today was watch season two of Stranger Things for like the third time. Nice. And like fully and stellar chilling, but there's getting a time where like, hey, like we know what time it is. And I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm getting to you. Don't, don't you fret. It's happening. And they're like, I, we, we fucking know what time it is. So, you better start <laughs> getting out of pajama pants and, you know, get ready to go because we, we know what time it is. And yeah, so like when you text me to record the podcast, I was already taking them out for a walk, and I got to take them for another one a little bit later. But yeah, but dogs. They always know what time it is. Those fucking dogs. They do. You know, it's it's also like they know what day of the week it is as well, because every Wednesday I have a house guest for dinner mm -hmm. and every single they know when it's Wednesday. You know what I mean? Whether it's whether they're counting plates as we put them on the table, I don't know, but they always know when people are coming, they're waiting for it. When you do this guest uh, for dinner every Wednesday, is it always the same guest or does it change up? 
it varies in a way in a sense it's always the same grouping or smaller grouping of people but it's uh it all depends on who's coming that week so it's kieran and whoever he brings that week yeah andre and xavier and clover sometimes yeah. just kieran and xavier sometimes andrea comes to depending that's nice i like that nice little family dinners like that it's, it's adorable oh there he goes there's those foley <laughs> give me one second i gotta calm him down give me one second so i've talked to you a little bit about i'm gonna go off topic here a little bit but i've talked to you a little bit about growing up on the north side and it made me like left me thinking a little bit like i did you grow up in like a good neighborhood did you grow up in a bad neighborhood what kind of like shit did you see growing up as a kid did you see like fucked up shit where you're like what the and it's you still think about it sometimes today or was it pretty like chill <clears throat> i grew up in suburbia man like decent neighborhoods good parks decent schools ride your bike places yeah. just did you suburb. guys move around much or no uh not a lot i mean like i think like three houses in the west island uh beaconsfield kirkland back to beaconsfield but like neighborhoods were all like there's all these like different towns right or different villes and then they yeah. had like uh one island one city so everything's now considered montreal and so like like i don't know like like all these boroughs or whatever they want to call them now or municipalities i guess they're called but no nah, man i didn't have i didn't live on the wrong side of the tracks i you know i I was able to like ride my bike to and from school as a kid. I was, I don't know. I was always nice. down. Like everything was fine. Everything was just fine. Would you like to hear a few fucked up stories from the North side brought to you by Sean from two sides of the story? <laughs> Absolutely. Please indulge me. So I'll start with, uh, yeah, I'll start with this one. So me and my dad, he needed to go to the bank. He had his bank in a local mall in the North side, Londonderry area. So yeah. We go to the mall. He's like, I'm going to run in. I'll be a few minutes. I got to cash and checks, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I'm sitting in the car waiting, just kind of doing my thing, chilling. I think I was 12. I want maybe 12, maybe 13. And I'm sitting there and uh, some guy comes strolling along, looks a little rough around the edges. He sits down maybe 15 feet from the car on this hill. The like under underground parking that kind of went up onto like a hill. So there was like kind of a shady spot there anyway. So he sits down there. He opens up his backpack. He takes out a bottle of turpentine and he takes his boot off, takes his wool sock off, proceeds to pour turpentine into the sock and take a huge huff from it as he holds the sock to his face. And then he proceeds to roll down the hill. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's dead at this point because he's not moving. And my dad was like taking forever. And I'm just sitting there as a kid, like watching this, like, why would somebody do this? This is so fucked up. Sure enough, he, he moves like you see a little twitch in his arm, you see a little twitch in his leg. He slowly pulls himself up to all fours, walks, crawls back up the hill to where his turpentine and sock war were, pours a little more turpentine in the sock, takes another big huff and rolls back down the hill. <laughs> fucking characters, man. Really? That's fucking. Oh, mad. Jesus, dude. I'm just sitting there like, what the fuck has happened? So my dad finally comes out. I don't say anything. I'm just we just pull off and enjoy the rest of our days. So that was an yeah. interesting North Side site. One of the first times i think one of the few times i've witnessed someone huffing chemicals in front of me yeah. kind of fucked up so I, oh, years yeah. later years later i was working in a convenience store for a while and uh we had to keep the duct tape behind the counter 
because they would use it as chew because there was like chemicals in the glue that would fuck them up. So they like steal it, rip a chunk of duct tape off and then chew on it. Really? Yeah. Another true story. Uh, that's nuts. Yeah. So like, yeah, no, like my life was completely sheltered. Like, I mean, we had sports every weekend, so we're always off doing something like I played soccer, baseball, football, hockey, all growing up. So like, it didn't matter what was going on. We'd always have like something happening. But like, wasn't until I moved to Edmonton where I would just see like heroin needles on the ground yeah. on White Ave or like when I went to Vancouver, I remember the first time I went to Vancouver, correct me, stop me if I told you the story, but like the first time I go to Vancouver, the, the girlfriend wants to take me to this like a uh, taco joint, but it's in a place called Blood Alley. So we yeah. start walking down the alley, but she realizes real quick that it's the wrong alley and the <laughs> amount of human shit that I saw walking down this. I was like, where are you fucking taking me? Are you taking me to get murdered? Is this how I go? Like, where are we right now? Like, what are we doing? Like, like Vancouver's like a desolate place, by the way. Like, no one talks about it. Everyone gives it, like, high praise because there's a lot of money and mountains are very pretty. But, like, the amount of homeless and can be drug rough. addicts and just a hard time had by all and, like, the level of par- poverty. Like, I don't feel like enough people are talking about this in order, like, to fix these issues. It's true. And it makes the city like a little bit more disgusting and everyone just kind of ignores the problem. Yeah. It's really sad. I see a lot of that here too. In this city, like, I don't know. Another Mm -hmm. time I was on the bus and we stopped at a red light and there was like something happening in front. And there was, it was about a week after Thanksgiving and there was a guy who had found a Turkey inside of the garbage a week after Thanksgiving Mm-hmm. And so he was standing on the side of the road with his shopping cart and picking off chunks of the raw meat and eating it. Ugh. Like just seeing shit like that, like that was just commonplace stuff. Like yeah. I remember I went over, I was living, we were living in like a condo complex, which a lot of the condo complexes, there is a lot of like lower income families and some troubled people living in those. So I went with my brother, I think I was nine, maybe 10 years old. I went with my brother to a buddy's house we went over there to play Super Nintendo because he had a Super Nintendo suite. I was like, I have only played regular Nintendo. I don't know what a Super Nintendo's like. So mm-hmm. we go over there and we're sitting there and hanging out. And his dad was like in the basement with a couple of his buddies and some lady. And all of a sudden, you know, they kind of transitioned up into the kitchen. We're doing their thing, whatever. And then all of a sudden they come out, close all the curtains, lock the doors, turn off the TV. And they're like, all right, where is it? And we're like, where's what? Like little kids, right? And turns out the woman had stolen some drugs from one of the guys and they were trying to figure out who did it. (laughs) So then he starts screaming at this woman who's crying and like, I didn't take the drugs. And I'm like a fucking little kid, right? Just watching this in horror. Like, oh my God, Josh, where the hell did you take me? What the fuck's going on? (laughs) Holy fuck. Yeah. She gave the drugs back after they screamed at her for a while and kicked her out. And then I was like, okay, I think I'm going to go home now. Have a good day. Like just things like that. Right. You just see that kind of stuff growing yeah. up. Like it's no big deal, but and the, stuff like that kind of like sticks with you. Like now that we're talking about, like, I remember a story of um, went downtown with my dad and he was meeting like a business associate for lunch. And while we were at lunch, this homeless guy came in begging for change and all that. Like, you know, you, you see it all the time. But like the guy that my dad was with offered to buy him lunch at the restaurant. And so he sat down and put it over, but because like he didn't have money, like 
it would have been covered, but they they told him to leave anyway. And I was just so sad by that. It was just like, well, no, but he said he'd do it. Like, I don't understand. Like, let this man have a meal. Like, that's all he wants. But no, like, it was just like those things. Like, you, you, you see it all the time. And like, my dad always was the guy that would dish out a little bit of change to anyone he saw on the street if he had it. Like, I don't know. It was like, you see that kind of stuff all the time and it just breaks your heart. Oh, for sure. It's like you were saying about needles. Like when we were kids riding our bikes around seven, eight, nine years old, there was an old uh, grocery store that had closed and there, you know, like the uh, dock ports where the truck kind of backs down the little hill there. We had always, we'd drive down there and see the needles like everywhere. It's weird because we never saw people there, but we always found needles the next day when we were riding our bikes. Obviously we were kids, we were going to bed at a reasonable time, but I remember we used to play floppy darts where you pick them up and you try like throw them at each other and see if you can get them to stick in. But uh, it was like one of those fun games, right? We didn't have sports or anything like that growing up. So we had to make our own games. And that was one of the common ones that we used to play. Did you just tell me you used to throw used needles at you and your friends? Well, we didn't know what they were at the time. We just called it floppy darts. And Dude, that is how you get AIDS. (laughs) I'm just fucking around. We didn't do that. Okay. If you want AIDS, that is a great way to get AIDS, hepatitis. Like, Jesus Christ. That's the excitement and why you try to dodge the dart. Yeah, holy shit. I, <laughs> I hope someone corrected you real quick on this. Yeah, I'm just fucking around. Sorry. Oh, fuck. <laughs> How bored could you possibly be? <laughs> I, I thought I'd go out of left field there for a second just to fuck with you. But yeah, no, we never yeah. did it. However, we did see them and we, we knew not to touch them, thankfully, by that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a... Yeah, there's a... <laughs> Yeah, you see it all the time. I remember being like a kid smelling marijuana and asking my dad if we should call the police. My dad's like, shut up. Like, leave them alone. Leave these guys alone. Because, <laughs> like, like, when you're a kid, easy, you a the, <laughs> no, when you're a kid, all you got is like the like mothers against drunk driving or the anti drug thing. So, even like marijuana, not even once. Like, yeah. like, like, that is a crime. You're just like, some kids are just trying to get a little high, get through the day. Fucking relax, Thomas. Like, don't be such a narc. I was like six. <laughs> funny times, anyways. Funny stories from when we were kids. Like, it's yeah. fucked up the things you see as a kid and you don't realize like that it's not normal or the reason for it, right? No, exactly, right. Oh yeah, it was like TV and like movies and like commercials that kind of teach you along the way and then mold your yeah. mind to make you a little bit of an asshole by accident, or you don't know better. <laughs> yeah no that's funny with stuff like that it's just weird like i was thinking about that the other day i was like i through our talks i you know you i get the idea that you haven't seen a lot of that kind of shit from like when you were a child you know what i mean oh yeah no no i'm not kidding like i i lived a very sheltered life like it wasn't like no it was just a simple life like we go to like parks on weekends and they're always like kept clean and stuff like there was nothing crazy like all of that like it was just simple simple life it was always a new adventure like I remember my dad and I lived in this one place and I was like probably 12 13 I think I was in grade eight grade nine around there and my dad uh, was seeing this lady and he would basically fill the house up with groceries hang out a a little bit during like during the week I'd see him and then on the weekends he'd go spend his time at her place Mm -hmm. and so I was like kind of had my own apartment I felt like when I was 13 so anyways the one night I'm sitting there watching Jerry Springer no big deal. And yeah. uh, 
you know, they're fighting and yelling. And I, I kept hearing like the fighting and yelling, I'm like, what the hell? Like that's not coming from it. So I mute the TV. I still hear the fighting and yelling. What the fuck is going on? So I go outside and these women are just wailing on each other right in front of my building in the complex. Yeah. So I just like any 12, 13 year old, I sat down on the front porch to watch and <laughs> you grab popcorn. Anyways, the end. what's that? Sorry. Did you grab popcorn? I had already eaten the popcorn, so I just went without <laughs> snacks at this point. But yeah, I watched where they threw down, they came and broke it up. And then one of the women had lost her um, earring or something in the on the grass. So then I got up and was like, oh, I can help you look and just help the lady look for her earring that she lost in the fight. And did you find uh, it? It was just like weird seeing shit like that. It didn't phase me because I'd already seen a bunch of stuff like that growing up. And I knew I didn't need to be involved with it. Like I knew how to handle myself in bad situations because I'm not like a confrontational type of person. I'm more of a happy person, like happy go lucky, you know. Did you find the earring? We did. We yeah. did. Did you give you a little? Did and it was her who got her effort? ass beat in the end, and she took a taxi home. Yeah. Did she give you a little something for the effort? No, not at all. Nothing like that. <laughs> oh. That's too it bad. Was, it was a funny memory, though. Like, I have like a fucking thousand of these stories, which is funny. Like, times we got chased for no reason by like adults. I remember the one time I was in Leduc visiting a friend and we were walking, we went to Boston pizza. We were like 10, 11 years old. The two of us went to Boston pizza and ordered wings and ate wings paid for it. And then we were leaving and some cowboy guy followed us and followed us for probably like 10 blocks. And then, so we crossed the street, he would cross the street. We crossed the street back. He would cross the street back. And so then we started running and he started running and chasing after us. It was really fucked up. So we, we ended up getting into the apartment we were headed to and locked the door behind us and went and told his older brother and his older brother went to go check for the guy, but he was already gone, but just fucked up shit like that. Like being on the run from scary people. Cause I had a lot of freedom, I guess, as a kid at times. Yeah. And so we were out there like living life, you know what I mean? And Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I remember like we would play like ring and run, and then at one point, like at one point, like a, a, there was always one kid that always took it too far for some reason. Yeah. And so we'd ring and run, and then like they were fine with that, but then like someone threw a rock at a window once, and then like now we're hiding from the police because like we've just like Jesus broke the house, and we were just like, what the fuck? Why? Why would you do that? Like. It's it, one thing's fun. The other thing is a fun. I remember uh, as kids, like someone bought a bouncy ball at a restaurant and they went out to the very busy street and started throwing the bouncy ball into fucking traffic. Like, how dumb do you have to be? Like, that is a very bad worst case scenario. And my friends were just like, or one of them was just like, I got a great idea. And none of us stopped him, even though like I was just like, like, like even like I tried to be like, this is dumb but I kind of want to see what happens. That's funny. Yeah. Like there's the dumb shit that we would get into as kids. It's just like unbelievable. I witnessed a lot of dumb shit, but it usually wasn't me. Cause I was afraid of the wrath of my dad Oh, for and getting sure. in a lot of trouble. That was always in the back of my head of like me explaining what I'm about to do to my dad and being like, nah, you know what? I don't think I want to have to tell him oh. that I did that. So if I'm I, not going to fucking yeah. do that. No, if, 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 any dumb thing that happened, like I know that it was like I was if I was an accomplice, like it was never as bad as being the fucking kid that did it. But I, then, like, I would get the wrath of Chris and like there you, you would you would have a like you need time to recover from that. 
Yeah, we've talked about the sides brow. When it's pointed at you, it's not the nicest thing to have pointed okay. at you, that's for sure. And then Chris would give you the bug eyes. Like, if he was pissed, he'd have, like, really big eyes all of a sudden and, like, <laughs> fucking stare through you. Like, they like they would, like, pop out of his fucking head a little bit. they just give you the, what the fuck are you doing? Like, kind of thing. That's funny. Yeah. I've noticed a couple times now you call your dad by his first name. Why is that? Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I do it with both my parents all the time. And I don't know. Uh, we've gotten kind of close over the years. So I feel like I can call them Shelly and Chris whenever I want. Um, okay. No, it's just a thing we started doing. Like, I think it started off as jokes all the time when Michelle and I were kids. And like, my parents always, like, they always address each other by their name. Right. So then, like, yeah, there, there were just times in the house where you would be like, Dad, 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 Chris. Oh, now yeah. I have your attention. Good. Like huh. that kind of stuff. And then if and then if he was still ignoring you, then you go like, hey, asshole. And then you're like, what the fuck? You just oh, now <laughs> now you're upset. Ignoring <laughs> me for like seven minutes. That's funny. No, but yeah, it's funny in some families. Like I've noticed that I always call my dad dad. I've never called him Steve. It'd be weird to me to do that. Like yeah. I, I'll even call him daddy if I need his attention. Like if he's not paying attention to me, being the youngest, especially, I'm like, daddy, 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 yeah. <laughs> until he fucking pays attention to me. Yeah. But no, I would call my parents like mom and dad all the time. But then there was just time like, like when I go, like if my mom's doing something like weird, I would just feel like, what are, what are you doing, Shelly? Or like, Chris, the fuck, man. Like there was like there was like that. So it was just like you address him as mom and dad until something was going askew, and then you'd be like, "What's happening here?" Yeah, you got to level with them on a friend to friend basis. It's it's a it's time to put the first name. It's time yeah, to pull the first name. Like, there was like one time like we were waiting for my mom to like unlock the car door, and the fucking outside was freezing, and we we're just like, <laughs> "Shelly, shit, it's cold." <laughs> And she's like That's taking funny. her sweet time. You're like, shit. <laughs> that definitely yeah. happens sometimes. Yeah. So yeah, no, I've been calling my parents by their first names forever. But like, hmm. so, but like my dad kind of did that with uh grandpa Bernie too, but he was just, you know, like under the rule of Bernie, or uh, you know, you know what Bernard would do, or you get like he'll do like that kind of thing. Like, like I don't right. know. Okay, but, just curious. Yeah, it's always what it is. My my sister and I do it all the time. Like, I don't think Michelle does it as much anymore, but she will do it to like annoy my mom more than anything. She does this, this like that's funny voice where she go like, "Shall we? Shall we?" <laughs> and that's like Michelle just like trying to get a rise out of my mom. We know those tones that always work. I don't know why it is, but we just fi- figure out those tones, right? <laughs> oh yeah, it was fucking spot on. It's so funny when those happen and Michelle could like dissect you in a second if she wanted to. It's hilarious what she would do. (laughs) Very talented. It's usually a younger sibling thing. I can attest to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a a skill. Oh, yeah, I am. uh, I'm beat up, dude. I don't know what to tell you. I'm fucking hungover still. It's day two. I'm still feeling it like, God damn it. Too much booze on the weekend. No, I know, know exactly what you mean. Like, we went to uh, like when I went for dinner with my buddy Zach, um, our buddy Big Tall Mo ended up calling the restaurant and buying us a round of beers like on his like credit card and stuff, just like as a power move. Like, nice. what kind of class act is this? Like, I've never like amazing, like such a power move. <laughs> um, 
That is a power move, yeah. Yeah, I love that stuff. Uh, and then, then we met up with him, and then, like, we just had a couple, like, I think the Zach, Mo, and uh, Mo's uh, girlfriend shared, like, a bottle of white wine, and I don't care for that too much. So, like, I had uh, one cocktail and a pint, and uh, we did uh, Mo bought a shot of tequila, and then we went over to the next bar, the Mayfair, and just had a, had a time. There was a live nice. band that killed it. I love live bands at bars. They're so fun. Like they just For play sure. the hits of like whatever like classic rock genre most likely and then yeah, you just enjoy yourselves. Like there's people that just hate, cool. hate like those like we just like playing music and we do it okay enough that we can perform it. Yeah. I, mean, I always I'll, appreciate those bands, man. I love them. I like because they always play songs I want to hear and they always kill it and that was a good time. For like, sure. And I was just like dancing to no, I don't even know what I was dancing to, but like uh, I know I tore it up. I remember yeah. a couple of Christmases ago, uh, my Christmas party used to be in Banff at the Fairmont Hotel, like beautiful, classy hotel. I don't know if you've been. Oh yeah, I've been. But anyways, we uh, they have they always have live music there at Christmas time, and there was a guy starting to play a CCR song, and we were already been, had been drinking for four or five hours, so we all started singing along with the guy. And got the whole restaurant like pumped up and it was like quiet when we walked in and after we left it was fucking tear up tore up so that was a lot of fun i love it when that i happens. like those moments with live music and live bands oh yeah you just get the people going and you just start you know when you're into it and then it's infectious right yeah that's for sure yeah it's so i love like those moments and then every once in a while they'll play like those like yeah, it's like uh sweet caroline or don't stop believing or something yeah. like that and you just get fucking yeah yeah exactly no matter where you are you gotta you gotta jump in right yeah so no for sure uh no it's it's fun when that happens and i had such a great time last night and like when you reconnect with people like that like i saw like three four people i used to go to high school with and then there's like uh, then there started to be like a, a beef with this one guy who's there who's just casually doing cocaine at the bar. Like, huh. hey man, have the decency to go to the bathroom like everybody else. Yeah, Let that's weird. Take a key full and just bump it at the fucking bar for all to see. Like, like it's still illegal. Just hide it. Like that's just- funny that like it's coming to that now because of so many rules on us because of COVID. We think that all of the rules are gone now. So you have guys <laughs> showing up doing shit like that. <laughs> They're like, no, dude, it's over. We can do whatever the fuck we want again. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, the not the quite. there still well, is we... some rules. Like, show some decorum. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. So like it was just it was just a very interesting evening. And then yeah, fun times were had by all. So yeah, I uh I, I love it when that shit happens. And now I got to go like, I think I'm doing like my last week of work for my buddy this week. Cause uh, nice. like I was saying before, I'm going to get the call from Vancouver and then I'm going to take a week of just like, I'm only bringing like a few select things with me. It's like obviously the laptop and microphone are coming with me. So we'll be able to record episodes, Sweet. but like, I'm leaving, I was worried. I was leaving the car behind. <laughs> I'm going to leave the car behind right now. Cause like I, cause when you get your job back, there's like a finite, a window of time. And then, to just drive all the way to just potentially drive all the way back seems like a little sketch, especially when I can just fly like willy nilly. That's fair. Yeah. 
you said you had a bunch of shit still in Vancouver. How you getting that? Well, I got I got most of it back when I drove cross country. Okay. Still, like I left all my work clothes there, and uh, friends of mine were kind enough. Uh, we're visiting uh, Bailey, so she had all my Air Canada work clothes, and she put it all in a bin. And they were kind enough to, on their way back to Alberta, to drop it off at my buddy's place, who I'm going to stay with once I get back. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> That's definitely nice. I was wondering about that, like thinking about that in my head. If you going far west to like retrieve some shit and then going back far east at some point, it's going to be it'd be a oh, bit of a bitch. Oh yeah, it's going to be a bitch. But like like most of my stuff is in my possession. There's just like a handful of things, and so I think I'm just going to bring like a one suitcase of like a few outfits, and then like just travel light, yeah, yeah, travel light, and then figure it out as I go. Like. I, it's such a weird thing that I'm doing, right? Yeah. So, and then worst case scenario, if I forget anything or there's anything I need, I'll just fly back and then get it and then go. Yeah, that makes sense. That's it's, cool to have that option. It's nice having that little, it's a, it's a nice little luxury thing that it it's so helpful when it happens. Yeah, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. That's cool, man. Exciting times ahead. Yeah. Adventures to come. Yeah. And then I'm going to apply to like five different places for, uh, a transfer and then i'll go from there like i got all kinds of crazy shit yeah i am just i just i'm like i'm so hopeful for like what's to come and like i know i don't want to stay in vancouver and like that chapter like it's close for me like it's just yeah right now it's just a formality that i got to go through but i can't wait to see like what i do next and all that fun stuff right so i'm gonna laugh if in a week you're like i fucking love vancouver and i'm never leaving that <laughs> I can tell you right now that that's not happening. No, I believe you. Yeah, I, I, like, you heard I it here first on two sides of the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom's not a fan. My my favorite thing to do is like when people like found out like I lived in Edmonton, then Vancouver. They're like, "Oh, what did you like more?" And I always say Edmonton, and everyone looks at me like, "What? Edmonton? <laughs> yeah, I fucking loved Edmonton. You, you, know, you get the Oilers. They have great bars. There's a huge scene and." everyone's really nice and then you go to vancouver and like yeah mountains are pretty but like once you get over that like the people suck there they're all snobby rich people and they're like wearing scarves even though it's june or like pretentious like everyone's kind of pretentious a bit like it was it is a weird place to see like like it's very snobby man very very yeah, it'd make me uncomfortable yeah you go there and they're like Oh, you want one of these? And you're just like, I guess, yeah. Well, that's $140. And you're just like, I don't want that. Thank you. And like, <laughs> but it's, but it's I like, can say that about Edmonton. Like you've mentioned it and I've talked about it too, but you can literally pretty much walk into any bar in Edmonton and make a friend. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can just be like, hey, how's it going? Like, you enjoying your night tonight? And they'll talk back to you and be like, yeah, man, it's going pretty good. Like, you know, which I've literally done countless times when when i went to edmonton i told you before yeah, me like, well. i met a dude at a bar went and saw a movie with him and then never saw him again yeah and that can happen on any given night yeah it, which is cool yeah it's crazy what what can happen and like i love those like adventure stories of just like you know like you try and do that stuff in vancouver yeah like you know every once in a while you'll meet someone cool that can tolerate whatever shenanigans you're pulling but like everyone else is just like move it along hillbilly like it's just yeah yeah it's it, it, it's weird like edmonton's a really hard-working city but there's also a lack of like places for millionaires to spend their money 
Yeah. Like there's not a and restaurants and shit like that here. Like there is some, but not like in other cities. Also, like I have like extremely simple taste. Like so simple. Like I like my lagers cold and I like my coffee hot. And like it's like that. Boot like shoes are meant to be dirty. And yeah. like like just like those simple things. And like it's just it's a weird it's a weird vibe. Like we went into this one. Uh, my mom and sister visited me when I was in Vancouver. We went into this one shoe store, and all I did was peruse how expensive everything was. It huh. is obscene. The like the prices of just things like yeah. Whereas like I'll stop. Like if I need new shoes, I'll go to a DWS or DSW or whatever it's called, and just like bargain shop a pair of Nikes. Yeah, that's definitely the way to go. All about that easy living, man. You know it. Yeah. I like that too. That's kind of where my MO. Nice and chill. Even if I was a billionaire, I'd still be the billionaire that lives pretty chill life. I don't need big fancy shit to be happy. Well, I'll tell anyone who will listen, like if I was a millionaire and I had kids, my main job is to make them think that we don't have money. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I think you learn like a lot as a person when everything doesn't come easy. I see these kids. I used to uh, coach football at a private school and these kids that just get everything doled out for them all the time because mommy and daddy had great jobs. Yeah, that's tough. The quality of human being you're then raising is just not good. It's true. What's hard for those people too is they'll all of a sudden deal with trauma in their life and they have no fucking idea what to do. You know what I mean? Cause they've mm. never seen a tough time or never gotten through a tough time. And it, a lot of times as adults now, when we meet people that are like kind of fucked up and you hear their stories, I've heard the story from a few people that they had everything handed to them in life and then had to figure out reality on their own when life got a little tough. So, yeah, it's this thing like, like I, we've struggled like my parents weren't like rich by any stretch of the imagination but they made shit work the sacrifices had to be yeah. made and those are the lessons you see like i know when i have to make a sacrifice and i know like like if i want to do a thing sometimes i have to give another thing up so i can do that thing it builds character yeah. it teaches you how to be a human being you know sometimes sure. you don't get to do all the fun stuff sometimes you have to say no to shit yeah it's like, healthy in life to make mistakes too you know yeah. what i mean and and live through your mistake because yeah. then you learn from it and you don't do it again <laughs> no, if, if it wasn't for the hard way i'd never learn at all man that's all like that's all my life lessons there is just the uh you know you, you take you, you take these things and you just don't make that mistake again but you gotta learn fucking hard that first time you know what i mean oh yeah yeah and that's what life's all about i think I find that at times in life where if there's a situation I've been through and not learned my lesson, I'm doomed to repeat it. And then I do. And I'm like, fuck sake, Sean, learn your goddamn lesson. And then I do it one more time. And I'm like, Hey, this time I'm fucking learning that lesson. I'm not doing that again. (laughs) What would you say was like the best lesson you learned? Um, probably like one of, the big lessons I've learned is to appreciate who your true friends are. You know what I mean? Like mm. coming out of high school, I had a hundred friends, you know what I mean? And then you realize who the real ones are and how to keep on to them and not to like let your, the best of your friends fall to the wayside ever. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know if like that's one lesson in life always to be to seek happiness, to try to be happy. Like if you're going through life miserable, you're doing something wrong. You know what I mean? And obviously things happen and you go through rough patches in life, but in the grand scheme of things, you should feel good about yourself and happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Handling stress. That's another lesson I've learned that if I don't um, manage my stress level and handle it, it keeps knocking at my door until I do something about it. You know what I mean? Can you shut off? Like, like, I'm assuming you're a little bit like me that like the only thing kind of like stresses you out is like work because like that, that stuff you don't really have control over. So like, can you yeah. shut off? Like when like your shift is done for the day and you get in the car to go home, can you just be like, all right, I'm going home now. Like this is over and I don't have to think about this for like the next eight hours. Like sometimes I can, but it's honestly like if it compiles, it compiles sometimes and it becomes harder and harder to do. I have to really like snap myself out of that funk sometimes. Like that's my problem once in a while is I'll get into a funk and I have a hard time of snapping myself out once I'm too deep. So I have that where I do bring my work home with me sometimes, but I'm, you know, it's an ongoing struggle. Every day's a new day and it's hard to shut that off. Like I wish I could just flip a switch and, but because I'm passionate about what I do and I care a lot about what I do, that passion follows me where I go sometimes, but. I have my moments. I'm learning to try to let it go. Yeah, I think I went through a little bit of that when I was working in Vancouver because I was like looking at like things that need to be paid and things like I wanted to do and all that. And I'm not making enough money. And so I'm picking up extra shifts. But then I'm realizing all I'm doing is working and I don't have time for things. But we need me to do this. And it's, you know, and then you get into this funk of just like, I don't know how I got here, but this is where I'm at. And I can't like... The, the level of stress of just like trying to live right now. Cause you can't get ahead in Vancouver. You need six figures a year, yeah. to like live comfortably there. And if you don't have that, then I don't know what you're, you're doing. Fooled. Yeah. Yeah. Russia, that's tricky with stuff like that. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, you know, like I said, it's all about the lessons you learn along the way. So my big lesson was don't live in Vancouver. Easy <laughs> a big lesson yes yeah, it's, it's a good one to learn though that's one thing i can say like i've really lived in alberta like obviously i lived in ontario when i was a kid but edmonton's my home and I, i've been set here since i was like five years old i've left to go on vacation a couple times but i always it's my home you know i don't i'll probably die here yeah to be Do honest you ever think about moving like a, a job opportunity like a rise for like you or crystal like like is anything could ever consider you uh, make you consider leaving Edmonton? Obviously like an extreme, extreme increase in quality of life would make someone consider that kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like if all of a sudden I could go from making what I make now to making seven figures, like in the millions. And I was able to like have a nice house to move to and have a nice cottage for Kieran and his family to move to with us, you know, and then it would be okay. I like how Kieran's part of your move. Like, well, we made a pact. We're not allowed to leave the city. And if we do leave the city, then the other person is legally allowed to hunt you down and murder you. So it's kind of one of those things. If I'm making these future plans, I have to, you know, be be able to make sure that he can put his career on hold and his wife, future wife can put her career on hold as well to come and follow me with my passions. But it'll be a conversation we'd have to have when the time we cross that road, you know? 
Yeah. See, like, that's like, I'm the opposite, man. Like, anywhere could be home. I like it. Like, I like, I like, I like being in Montreal and seeing all the people like I grew up with or hung out with or people I love and I hold dear. But like, staying here is not on my to do list, like, at all. Yeah. And that's funny. And, and like, I see all these other places and different lifestyles. And I just go, like, I want to try that. I want to. Yeah, I want to go over there. Like, what are they doing over there? And you're welcome to come with me if you want, but you're not going to stop me from going to go do it. Like, it's and it's oh, I've always been like that. Like, ever since I was a kid, I couldn't wait to get out of Montreal. I always wanted to see shit. I always wanted to see like our country, like like literally our country. And like, I have like I've, I think I'm missing like two provinces I haven't seen completely yet. So I haven't seen. That's so interesting. Like so interesting to me that you feel like that you have that adventurous spirit and you like that you know what i mean yeah and and now that i've explored like when i went to ontario when i drove through ontario on my cross canada trip i fell in love with northern ontario like thunder bay beautiful beautiful um it is and sault ste marie is gorgeous like i would go i would fly back to those places just for like a weekend adventure there just to see what's up if i could organize like a fishing trip with some buddies Oh, I think that'd be amazing. Uh, I, it I would, would be. Yeah. I, I love driving through like that drive through Northern Ontario. It was amazing. Like yeah. me and Crystal have talked about like doing a like, well, we've talked about leave, a leaving the city and both of us have so many roots here that we're happy with where we're at. Yeah. But we've also just talked about like renting an RV and going, taking a month off work and just traveling around Canada. Cause it's so crazy how much we have here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And no two provinces are the same either. Like, you'll drive like you'll hit this line of alberta to saskatchewan and the whole scenery just changes and then it yeah, does it again 100%. in manitoba and then ontario switches. yeah northern mana or yeah and the west or east side of manitoba all of a sudden you start seeing the cliffs on the side of the or boulders first yeah. and then cliffs and then it's like holy shit then there's like ontario births into all of the lakes and you're just like yeah. holy fuck like yeah. it's beautiful oh it's gorgeous and you see like lake superior <laughs> uh just over there you see all these islands you see when i did my cross canada trip i saw like five world's largest things just because like that's cool yeah it started off like and it happened by accident it was really organic how it happened so i was driving through uh when i first left for I went from Edmonton to Calgary, but I had never been to Drumheller. And I was like, fuck it. I don't know when I'm going to be back again. I want to see Drumheller. I want to go see some dinosaurs. Fortunately, the yeah. museum was closed when I went or else I would have gone to the museum. Yeah. But I ended up going to go see like the world's tallest dinosaur statue. Yeah. Fucking A. Why not? Like, honestly, why not? Did you not? go up in it? No, it was like $25 to just walk upstairs. Like, no. Like, yeah. I did it. It was fucking awesome. Yeah, I I would have done it if like I was with people, but it was just me. Like I was cool enough, just like this is a really big dinosaur. Mission accomplished. I bought my niece a t-shirt from there, and like nice. she loves it because she loves dinosaurs and the mouth opens up and she loves it. And then I was driving through Medicine Hat and then I saw a sign, world's largest teepee. Well, I meant, well, might as well stop, right? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, might as well check it out. And I did. I went there, I saw there's some beautiful uh like native artwork that's up there, some really good history that's a part of it. And it's just like a nice, beautiful scenery. Saw yeah. that. 
it's a cool way to see the flavor like of the country driving through it it used to be the norm where every city would try to have an attraction yeah. to get people to stop in off the highway yeah. and it's cool when you can still visit those things and see it right yeah and like i saw the world's largest moose statue in moose jaw which yeah. has a story that i love i'm not sure if you know this but for a little while it was the second largest moose statue in the world because norway went norway went ahead and built one and that's funny and it's all like it, norway's is a much like nicer statue like it is <laughs> like it is an art piece whereas the one in yeah. moose jaw is just like a big moose like there's like, yeah it looks like a moose and the, like it accomplishes that but whereas like the other one is artsy fartsy to no end so um they ended up being like just like two inches taller like just like it was like a very little amount taller and so moose jaw lost the world's largest moose statue until Moosehead beer heard about this and then paid to get new antlers onto the statue thus making it a much taller moose statue than the other one that's so awesome yeah the other one's made of like granite or something right so they can't like they can't make an adjustment the way they did so you got new antlers that's funny and you know what the best part is guess what they did with those extra antlers like the the old antlers what did they do they just left them on the ground like you can walk up to it they're literally (laughs) right on the ground and there's like a small fence so like there's like a real chance that you and some buddies with a pickup truck can just go pick up an antler and just fuck off like they just kind of left it there yeah. yeah, that's weird when they do that. It was so funny. Like, that should be like, I felt like Indiana Jones going like, this should be in a museum. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. And then like, I wanted to get like a very cheesy moose jaw sweater, but that store was closed. So I just kept going. But yeah. And then I saw like the world's largest nickel. Yeah, that's cool. But, Sudbury. Yeah. In Sudbury, Ontario. A buddy. Yeah, I've seen that my, before. My buddy, Sean Hogan was texting me because he's like laughing at me stopping at all these places. He gave me a list of uh, like world's largest nice. things. And I go like, well, I'm passing through Sudbury. He goes, all right. And I took a picture. He goes, you fucking went. I can't believe you went. Yeah, yeah <laughs> man. I just, why not? And that was close too. But so I got like a picture of it. Like, I don't know. Like you see a nickel, like it's nothing crazy. Like none of these things are just crazy, but it's a thing you can no, talk about. No, it's a sight and, to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and if you have a picture with it, you have credit. You can be like, "Yeah, man, fucking yeah. saw the largest nickel." Yeah, yeah I did it. I went to Sudbury. I did what you could do in Sudbury. Like, like Indiana awesome. frequents uh, Sudbury all the time, so I was just like, "Where do I go to eat?" And she gave me this place for like really good, like fried chicken and like nice, whatever they make. And they they weren't open for like another few hours, so I went to this Caribbean joint next door. Oh, so good. I'm not sure if you're a jerk chicken guy or like I do like jerk chicken, yeah. Oh, the food was just it was like a hole in the wall family restaurant. Like you like these were like family recipes, and yeah. they, like nothing like I like nothing went to waste. Like it was just so good. Oli tried all these new things and oh like you we have oxtail. Like, I'll try some fucking oxtail. I've never had an oxtail, throw it in there, like yeah. I love doing that. Yeah. I'll try something new. Like, make it for, uh, and they're like, do you want to inspire? So I was like, make it for, uh, like, if I was a member of the family. And they're like, okay. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. there I am, just like sweating while eating. But like, it was enjoyable too. Like, it wasn't like overpowering hot, but it was fucking hot. It was just, no, you don't want them like 
dialing it back for you i know i'm the same way like when someone asks me i'm like make it how you make it i'll eat it however it doesn't yeah. matter yeah so like that was a cool adventure and i'm excited for the, like the next one so like hypothetically speaking if i end up going to like pi or something because i'm applying to everywhere excuse me i'm applying to everywhere in the east coast like yeah. i'm gonna milk that drive as much as i can i'm gonna fly back yeah. in my car and then just go about what i gotta do to do what i gotta do you know what i mean like yeah. and i'm excited about that the the level of potential and the new adventure and i love being like a new fish in a new pond because you just throw me in that like i'll meet someone new i'll, I'll create some friends i'll especially when i'm on my own like when i did it in edmonton like i already had like michelle was there and then i had some other friends that were already there so it was kind of easier Safety net. yeah yeah but like when i went to vancouver all i had was bailey and so like i tried really hard to like make friends and like i would even like push people on bailey because i was just like you need some fucking friends like we yeah. both need friends so when opportunities come like let's go and do shit like it's like For it's sure. nice that we have each other but we need other people like i think that's a fact of life you you yeah. need more than one person you need another outlet you need to go and do stuff so like Definitely. i'm happy i had that when i was like out there like i made friends and you know really made the attempt to just try you know for sure yeah that's all you got to do man just try it's funny yeah. how things come to us like that sometimes the best things in life and if not the adventures and the stories that come along with it right oh and, and that's exactly it like I'll, I'll take anything for a story i'll do anything for a story i mean for sure the, the fact that the whole chip challenge failed it's still a good story like it's yeah a, it is it's pretty a, funny it's unfortunate but it's a good <laughs> story it is i agree yeah it's fun to tell stories yeah so I guess it's uh, my week to give you the question of the day here, right? I suppose so. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you're, you're close to getting married and all that, but I'm always so curious about your romantic beginnings. So, like, what age was your first girlfriend and what age did you lose your virginity? If you want to entice me with these stories. Um, I think, I, well, when did I meet Crystal? I think I was 31 when I had, yeah, 31 for all, all of the above yeah. when I met my fiance. So you're just going to go ahead and lie and just ignore about it? Yeah, no, I, I was a complete innocent virgin. I was in the church and <laughs> no, I wasn't in the church, but yeah, that's pretty much my origin story there. Nothing yeah. too exciting, you know, I kept it quiet. I kept it real. You know, I had like a promise ring I gave to myself when I turned 13 and said, you know, until you find that special lady, just stay uh, celibate and stay true to yourself. And then so when whenever I Crystal, you're done able... eating around this bush, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got about another 20-minute monologue. Yeah, so then basically, yeah, I gave her my promise ring that I'd had since I was 13. and <laughs> Yeah, and downloads um... have decreased. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't talk about my past too much just because it is my past. Yeah. When I, like, relationships that have failed and... I bury them as deeply as if they never existed, even though I may have learned lessons from it, but it wasn't the right fit in life. So, you know, I don't give credit to that. I had like instances happen when I was in my teens. And then as I, before I turned 20, I'd gone through all the motions, you know what I mean? But I'd never found the right person. Yeah. So that's See, I'm the opposite answer. of you. Like 
I have so many funny stories from like women I used to date and all that stuff. And I hold on to them dear. Like I'll never delete a picture of a girl like, like on like, like Instagram or something or like Facebook. If there's like a picture really? of us from when we dated, I'm not going to go out of my way to delete the photo because I'm sad. It's part of my history. I never want to carry baggage with me. That's why I would never uh, see, keep a photo. But see, whether you say that or not, you're always going to have baggage. Everyone has yeah. baggage. Oh, it's true. How you it handle your baggage. And I feel like when you do something like that, you're just putting things in a storage unit and you're paying a bill every month. Whereas yeah. me, I got shit and rolly wheels and I'm having a time of my life. I look at yeah. it differently. I let it go. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's hard. Like a lot of women out there, when you start dating them, if they're going through your like past pictures, most like not well most of the women i've known would be like so you're just gonna keep that fucking picture of you with that whore there forever yeah <laughs> not to that extent but you, that no, was a little harsh but, but you know what i mean my like, answer to that is always yeah because you i don't get to that person without that that was the that was a chapter in the yeah. story that we're kind of making here right now so yeah like that is fair and whatever mistakes i made or she made or whatever like in those relationships cause it to end that's got made me a better person moving on. Like I'm all about the self-improvement and all that. I keep all that shit as reminders of like, this is what you went through this and you had to learn this so you can become this. And that was that, like, I, I was, I got like so many of these, like, I get what you're saying, but it's definitely, I'm definitely the opposite of you in that way where I'm like, I don't want to be reminded of not that they ended like terribly on every circumstance, but it's just, it's a chapter of my life that's done. And, I close yeah. it and I never want to see it again. Yeah. Well, that's fair. That's a, that's very fair. So I won't pry, but it's just, no, no. Yeah. lots of people do the same thing. Like you're saying as well, like it's yeah. kind of player's choice in this world when it comes to things like that. It's a tough yeah. one to say. Right. To me, like the best thing is, is acknowledging it happened because to ignore it, not to say that that's what you're doing. You just let it go and you move forward. No, but, no, no. Yeah. But, to, ign- gone, long but gone. to ignore it is, to say yeah. that these things didn't happen. No, if people ridiculous. forget stuff and like don't learn the lessons, then I can see that too. Yeah. But to me, it's just like I don't know. It's a different thing. I I, I close those chapters, like I said, and it's yeah. gone forever. Yeah. And I don't re- miss it. I don't think about it. I don't regret it. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like at the time, I learned the lessons from each instance, and then I moved on in life. Yeah, like that's so how like, I feel about. I it. don't look back on them and like it's the uh she was the one that got away if only i no no, it's never it's never that i always like i'm always like move forward and onward or whatever the saying is yeah for me it is this was a really funny time at one point i'll give you a story i was like 19 dating this girl and uh we went camping with a bunch of our buddies and we wanted to get like a little frisky together but there was like nowhere like super discreet so we kind of like wandered off Everyone was going to the lake, so we, like, wandered off into the woods, so, like, along the lake, but out of, like, eyesight from everybody, Yeah. and we had, like, beach toys with us, and, like, we kept, like, most of her clothes, like, I just, like, rolled my shorts down a little bit, and, like, we moved her bikini bottom to the side, and we're just doing our business, and then, like, so she's, like, straddling me on top, and and then this kid comes walking up and goes, oh, are these your toys? We're like, what? Uh, I mean, like, thank God we handled it how we handled it because the kid didn't see anything. And if he did, like, those poor parents, the therapy that they probably had to go through for that. And I was just like, no, those are our toys. Oh, okay, I'll see you later. Bye bye. And like, that was it. And like, 
like right there just like mood ruined yeah mood ruined all right let's go see our friends but it was like it's a funny story and i like i love the fact that i have that and it like it was just a funny time and i'm glad i can share it with somebody you know yeah for sure it's nice when you walk away from store with a good story right yeah so yeah so yeah that's where i'm at yeah sorry i don't have a lot of entertaining stories for you i gotta say well that's fair you lived a life of throwing you know heroin needles at your friends so (laughs) (laughs) pretty much i thought you liked that story i'm glad that it impacted you so much that you brought it back (laughs) it all comes full circle you know what i mean indeed yeah so i guess that means it's my recommends for the week yes sir I want to recommend you something interesting as always. I don't have anything like too extreme, mm-hmm. but I want you. Before we get into this, sorry, I just don't, don't want to interrupt you, but I'm going to anyway. Sounds good. Um, did you check out Meat? No, I've been out of the city. I didn't have time, to be honest. We're, okay. During the week, I didn't have time. Like, I want to go on a, on a Saturday when we're going to be in town to check it out. You know what All I right. mean? Maybe call first because that place yeah. fills up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I do want to go though, and I did bring it up to Crystal. I was like, "He had me sold at meat." You say yeah. the name of the restaurant is Meat. Yeah, I feel like I'm a shoe in to go and fucking try that out. Hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. Sure. <clears throat> you ready? No, I'm good. No, yeah, I got that out of my system. Okay, just making sure. Um, did you watch? What did I recommend you last last time? Do you remember? I'm trying to like think about it and by me and you watched it yeah yeah i watched it good job sir it was good i always feel bad when i don't we talked about it last week yeah some of them are time sensitive that's why i was like is there anything he's missing out on we haven't figured out the stargate shit yet but we will oh we will thomas yeah you're gonna have to send me the first five seasons yeah i can probably sort that out all right my recommends to you i want you to sober up when you go to Vancouver, because you said you were going to. You can't just for... do give me recommends that I'm, <laughs> I'm just fucking do with anyway. you. I would never tell someone not to get fucked up. That's no. ridic- ridiculous. I, I would do like a sober bet with you, just to be like, if how long? No, I'm good. Know, like, but... No, fuck that shit. I'm I'm yeah. good. I thought yeah. about that too, like a sober October kind of thing, like with the yeah. buddy comedians that we have. But yeah. I was like, no, they're not really our buddies, but they could be one day, anyways. Well, <laughs> technically, we're peers. Yeah, that's fucking cool, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Go on for your real recommendation. You're all about beating around the bush today, eh? Uh, A little bit. I do that sometimes. It's almost like I'm being difficult, but it's just really me taking time to get to the point. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you can extend this podcast all you want. You're taking a really long walk to do this. Uh, I'll be right, (laughs) right back. One second. Yeah, no, everybody's out right now, so I had to go tend to the dog sorry about that all good brother good to go yeah yeah so just okay know, more beating around the yeah. bush about this recommends pretty much okay so here it is tom i'm ready to fucking spit the words out of my fucking dirty mouth now this is like a selfish recommends for me it's more of a curiosity but i need you to fulfill this curiosity i want okay. you to eat from a fucking place in montreal that you consider makes the best Montreal poutine. And I want you to take a picture of it and post it on our Instagram so I can see what it looks like. Cause I've never had a Montreal poutine. 
I've never been to that side of the country, but I hear from people all the fucking time that are like, poutines in Montreal are so much better than the rest of the country. And I just, I need to know what the fuck that looks like. Okay. Well, there's like two ways to go about it. So like, I like, so we have like these restaurants that are called patateries. Right. And like, they have really good poutine. But what I, but there's, so they're very simple and easy accessible. So I can go to like a La Fleur's or a Belle Provence and go get a really good poutine. But what I think I'm going to do is that there's this restaurant downtown called La Banquise. And if it's still open, because I haven't been there in a while. So if it's yeah. still a thing, I'll go down there because this is a restaurant that serves only poutine. Like they have okay. a menu, like a menu of poutine. Like I remember once I went there at like four in the morning and got this thing called the T-Rex where I had like bacon, chicken, smoked meat, and just like a whole bunch of like, I ate like, and then like came out and it was like enough to feed a family of 19. <laughs> just full on end starvation in Africa. Just like, no, no, just give them one of these. They're fine forever. Um, and I ate like half of it before I went like, this is just too much. This is huge. <laughs> I did not intend to do this. But if I'm going to do something like that, I'll make an evening of it. I'll uh, get a buddy and we'll go like, all right, Sweet. we're going to Bonkies. I've just been gonna... dying. I've been dying to know. And I like don't. You're my outreach in Montreal. You're my Montreal guy. So I, I need to see what the fuck this looks like. So I know what I'm missing out on. Well, OK, it's but it's not a visual thing that you're going after here. You want it for the taste. It's just the it's that. Well, yeah, you want, you want that. I do want the taste. You want that Oka cheese curds. You want that like that greasy gravy. Like it's a, like that's like that's the difference. It's and then and it's the style of French fry. I haven't had a French fry like like that uh, out west like ever. It's just this a different style of doing things. I'm where you I don't expect do detailed photos. Hey, you don't <laughs> do it with like a like it's not like a crispy fry. It's like a chunk of potato that's been put in the fryer. And and then it's like a soft potatoey bite. It's fucking amazing. Interesting. Yeah. So yeah. See, I know nothing not, about this. again. So I'm not saying no to this. This is something I can do. I can do it rather easily, and I'll make a I'll make an evening of it. Sick. Yeah. I so, said yeah. it would be a, like an easy one. I I did all that fucking built up for. Hey Thomas, go eat a poutine. Well, well yeah. Well, we had the whole build up of me asking you a question of the week to for you not to answer it. Such a disappointing kind of week for our it. fans. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have anything good. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you can just give me stats and figures. Like yeah, ages. I don't have any of those either. No, you don't want to drop an age. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I don't know what to tell you. All right, man. I'm that's a fucking fine. vanilla. I'm vanilla. All right, that's fair. <laughs> I'm not going to put you on the spot here, although I feel like I should, but that, that's fine. Yeah, another day. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, I think that wraps up today's good episode. Podcast. Yeah, good cast. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Well, this has been two sides of the story. I'm Sean Sides, and that's been one side of the story. I'm Tom Sides. This has been the other side of the story. Have a good week, everybody. Have a great week. Live long and prosper. Two sides of the story. Two sides of the story. Tom and Sean. Thanks for listening to Two Sides of the Story. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. 
Follow us on Instagram at Two Sides of the Story, on TikTok at Two Sides of the Story Pod. And if you want to send us an email, send it to Two Sides of the Story Pod. That's the number two, Sides of the Story Pod, at gmail.com.